Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, April 22nd. Gaze into the eyes of people whose magnetism you'd like to attract. Avoid, on the other hand, the gaze of those whose magnetism might adversely affect your inner peace. Your eternal duty in life is to emerge from the swamp of ignorance, which breeds the pestilence of suffering. Avoid contact with anyone whose magnetism might draw you downward. Delusion keeps people in error for countless incarnations. It has its own dark magnetism. Those who seek truth must avoid ignorance as they would a contagious disease. Avoid especially the brooding gaze of those who live only to gratify their senses. Wow. You know, Swamiji sometimes has to say really hard truths. A lot of times people who are um, trying to be um, effective on the spiritual path want to think well of everyone and keep a positive attitude and so on. Um, All of that is true, but everything has to be balanced with a dose of realism. This world is a mixture of light and darkness. And you can do your best to stay in the light, but staying in the light does not mean to deny that darkness also exists. Sometimes people are afraid to admit that, or afraid of the presence of darkness and really don't know how to deal with it. So when Swami says, don't look into the eyes of those people who are dark, you have to begin with the realization that some people are dark. They're not inherently evil in the sense that We are all children of God. So somebody who is following a path that is leading them into darkness is not less worthy of God's love, is not less a child of God, is not less your brother or your sister. But they may be doing something that could influence you in a direction you don't want to go. The other thing that we have to realize, and this is a matter of humility, We just have to realize that we are all vulnerable. And we have to, again, it's not negative thinking to be realistic. Swami makes a a big distinction between positive thinking and wishful thinking. Positive thinking is to know that there is a solution, there is a way out, that that I I can be in the light and the light will carry me. Wishful thinking is to think that's going to be effortless and that there's really no shadow force and all I have to do is affirm it and it'll just happen anyway. You can hear the sound of my voice. And there are a lot of people who are like that. And the reason, and I I don't mean to be rude, but I'm going to just have to say it straight. Most of the people I know who prefer wishful thinking to actual positive thinking are either afraid of the actual battle of life. They're unwilling to put out the energy. 
they have a subconscious attraction to really to a more worldly rather than a spiritual life. And so they want to justify their, their sort of intermingling and not really have to admit how they really feel and, and the necessity, if they're going to follow their aspirations, to separate themselves. So when Swami just says, you know, don't look into the eyes of people who have energy that you don't want to be a part of. Oh, that just sounds so impolite. Well, you bet it's impolite. But there's a lot at stake. And we just can't be nice all the time. There's eight manifestations of God. Love, love, joy, peace, calmness, energy, power, light, and sound. I have other videos on my YouTube channel and other podcasts, and I talk about the eight manifestations of God at great length. They're a wonderful way to understand how to make spiritual life practical. But the point here is that there are eight manifestations. These are classic from the Indian tradition of Sanatana Dharma. Being nice is not one of them. Because why being nice, it's, it's very good if in the manifestation of love, peace, calmness, wisdom, energy, divine light, divine sound, we also end up being nice. But being nice is not an end in itself. And this is, there is a certain point on the spiritual path where we just have to understand that, that there are two forces vying for ascendancy within me. And those two forces are reflected in the world all around me. Some, some energy is upward moving toward the light. Some energy is downward pulling toward limitation and suffering. In the, in the Mahabharata epic, which is one of the ways that the powerful teachings of uh, India were maintained through the dark Kali Yuga period is why these marvelous epic tales of heroes and villains, which illustrated, which everybody could love and understand, and illustrated these powerful divine principles. There was deep symbolism in them. They could be just taken on the surface and the characters are sufficient for everyone to grasp the lessons. And then there's a more subtle level to it. In the Mahabharata, from which the Bhagavad Gita is taken, it's one chapter, it's the story of the five Pandava brothers and their fighting for the kingdom against their wicked cousins. The five Pandavas are the spiritual force, their wicked cousins are those people who are addicted to sensuality and to materialism. The Pandavas are upward moving toward true spirituality. There are five brothers, they represent the five chakras. And Arjuna and, and Krishna is their guide. Krishna is the incarnation of the divine. And Arjuna is the primary warrior of the five brothers. He's the middle brother of the five. He stands, he has two younger and two older brothers. And Arjuna is in the chariot with Krishna because Arjuna is the warrior upon whom the entire battle depends. They will win or lose according to what Arjuna does because of his power. So Krishna drives his chariot. Krishna will not pick up a weapon, but he will guide Arjuna in the use of all the weapons at hand. And it's an actual historical battle, and they actually, the families did fight over the kingdom. The Pandavas won. All the, all the dark, dark team was annihilated. This actually happened. But the symbolism of it is really the battle within our own consciousness. On one side, the power of light and superconsciousness tries to entice us to understand that our true happiness 
is in expanding our consciousness in in with in in relying upon inner instead of our outer realities for our security in unifying our sense of well-being with all sentient creatures in compassion for all and the subconscious the lower force the force subconscious in this sense means everything we've done before all of our habits all of our past incarnations says you know why try so hard you know that your happiness lies in just giving in why are you resisting your own tendencies you know just relax don't work so hard you deserve more than this people are mistreating you just shrink your consciousness down and take care of yourself in the mahabharata epic this inner battle is is epitomized by arjuna saying to krishna that my opponents are my cousins they're my own people i don't want to slay them and what that represents is i stand in the middle and these are my own habits these are my these are this is the way i've always been this is the way i was raised this is the way my family behaves this is what my mother wants me to be you know i was talking to this woman who was really about to uh, destroy this wonderful relationship that had been sent to her by god i mean a, a romantic relationship because he wanted to support her and help her and she kept she kept refusing his help i finally said to her look at it from his point of view he keeps wanting to give to you and you keep saying i don't trust you to really give to me you know i have to protect myself from your generosity how do i really know i said how long can you keep insulting him before he's just going to go find someone who who believes him when he makes a generous offer and then she said her final excuse was well this is the way i was raised let's see how old is she i think she's 59 i said you are 59 years old i said when are you going to stop doing what your mother told you to do and start thinking for yourself and she really thought about it and thank god for her and for him she changed her ways you know and was very happy for doing so because wow she's really lucked into a really wonderful man and she's a fine woman but this is the way i was raised that's what our subconscious mind tells you our superconscious says expand think for yourself so arjuna in this reality represents the the navel chakra right in the middle of the body there's two chakras below and two above in terms of the five chakras that represent our life in the external world the 6th and 7th chakra is the life in harmony with the divine which they need to run the external world but these are our human characteristics these five so the 3rd chakra is the fire chakra it's our will power and it's arjuna because how and whether we use our will power determines the direction of all the energy of our life So if Arjuna won't do battle, if willpower will not engage, then everything just sinks to the lowest common denominator. If Arjuna is willing to do battle, and it is a battle. It's no, I know I have this selfish impulse. I know I have this lazy impulse. I know I have this inclination to be angry and want revenge, but I can also see that when i put out energy i'm so much happier when i'm generous i i i live in this world of loving friendships you know when when i um when i 
overcome my fears and face into what I think is threatening me, I always find a strength within myself that, that gives me something that acquiescing to those fears will never give me. And just getting to the point on the spiritual path where we recognize that this is a battle and there are two forces at work, then we begin to move out of wishful thinking into what can I do about this? And then all these opportunities open to us, including living wisely, living well. Here you are listening at least to one of these. And the reason you're listening to it is because some part of you is beginning to figure out that I can choose. But once we start choosing, we start becoming aware of all kinds of realities. Gaze into the eyes of those whose consciousness you wish to absorb. And do not gaze into the eyes of those who have a consciousness that you do not want to take on. Because the eyes are the window to the soul. And people are very powerful. With, with you know, People with good magnetism are powerful. People with bad magnetism are powerful. This is how bad people often manage to accomplish a lot in this world because they have power. Power is not limited to your team. Power is a magnetic force in the universe and, and people power is an aspect of God. And sometimes people develop the capacity to access certain aspects of the divine, for example, power, without also knowing how to access love and peace and joy. But they've got a piece of it They're advanced to the point where they have power, but they're not advanced enough to know how to use that. But such people may be more advanced than people who are nicer, but don't have that power. So when when you're with someone or see anyone who has dark energy, don't look in their eyes. You'll just be opening the door to it. And if they're very powerful, more powerful than you, then their darkness can darken you. We've all experienced this. Avoid it as if your life depended on it, because it does. You know, this is not a every minute counts. Every minute sets an energy pattern for the next minute. And that you the more you play around with this, the more you'll just simply have to undo. You won't be cursed, you won't be sent to hell, you won't be declared a sinner, you won't be rejected by God. You'll just weight yourself down with something that you're going to have to shovel off afterwards. So whatever energy you take in that pulls you down, you're going to have to put out more energy to get rid of it. Why bother? You know, even just speaking about diet, I would often say to people, you want to make sure that whatever food you're eating has has more life force to give you than it will take from you merely to digest it. You want the net result to be a plus, and if possible, a big plus. God knows in our relationships it's even more important. So, gaze into the eyes of people whose magnetism you'd like to attract. Avoid, on the other hand, the gaze of those whose magnetism might adversely affect your inner peace. Your eternal duty in life is to emerge from the swamp of ignorance which breeds the pestilence of suffering. Avoid contact with anyone whose magnetism might draw you downward. Delusion keeps people in error for countless incarnations. 
It has its own dark magnetism. Those who seek truth must avoid ignorance as they would avoid a contagious disease. Avoid especially the brooding gaze of those who live only to gratify their senses. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.